turn, if you would, to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I hope when you're singing a song like that, let me move these. When you're singing a song like that, that you're just thinking in your soul, like Christmas is history. Christmas is reality. Christmas actually is God breaking in to our world with an announcement about His glorious Son, who we just sung about saying, He who is mighty has done a great thing. Taken on flesh and conquered death's sting. Or, I don't even know how it went. <laughs> but the reality is, God actually entered history to deal with our greatest problem. And marvel that that is reality. That is God's heart for us at Christmas. But every day, it's God's heart towards us. Because Christmas began something that changes everything. And can change everything for you. In the midst of a turbulent world, in the midst of difficulty, discouragement, sorrow, and despair. So let's come before the Lord and just ask Him to do a work. Ask Him to open our hearts to receive a word about Christmas. Father God, we thank You for Your faithfulness. And Lord, even now I'm just sensing my great need. Lord, I, I, I don't want to talk about these truths in a way that lacks the energy of Your Spirit. I don't want to talk about these truths, Lord, without joy bubbling up in my heart. And I pray, Lord, that as we're sitting here, as, as we're receiving the Word, that we would receive it, Lord, not as the Word of man, but the Word of God. And that the Spirit of the Lord would come upon this room and come upon every heart. And Lord, arrest our attention so that we might hear a word about Christ Jesus at Christmas breaking into human hearts to bring the peace of God into our very souls. Father, we need Your help this Christmas. We need Your help every Christmas. And we need Your help every day. Bring the life-changing truths that changed history forever afresh before our minds and hearts and let us marvel that we can actually have peace with our Creator. That even though we were once rebels and, and, and perhaps there's even some here today who don't know Jesus, we can be brought near because You sent Your Son into the world to rescue sinners, to run towards sinners in their great need. And so I pray, Father, for Your help, and I pray for Your encouragement, and I pray for Your Spirit to breathe on this Word. In Jesus' precious holy name, Amen. So a couple weeks back, I uh, 
I was hearing this noise in my house as I was in my office, and it was just this little like chirp, you know, like chirp, beep, beep, and it was annoying enough for me to just like kind of every so often check out, what's, like, what's going on? So, and, and beeps can be like all sorts of things. Chirps can be all sorts of things in my house. You never know. When you go start looking for something like that, it could be an adventure. But as I go out of the office, I start to kind of hear, and I'm, I'm, I'm walking upstairs, and I hear the beep again, you know, a little chirp, chirp, chirp. And all of a sudden, I'm looking up at the smoke detector, and it beeps again. And then, like, out of nowhere, because I guess the house is pretty modern, but this voice just says, smoke detector battery low, in this robotic, like, female voice. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, it's a little weird. Um, it was like danger, Will Robinson, danger, and and so I'm like, okay, I've got to I've got to do something here because there's this chirping and this beeping and it's not going away, and I think sometimes we can have that going on in our souls. We can have that kind of low grade chirping, that low grade beeping, that low grade sort of call to our souls that something's not quite right, something's not well, something's Something's giving us a lack of peace and there's just this echo in our hearts where we're longing for something. We're like, we're needing something to be fixed. And it's this echo and this chirp. And Christmas is about God at work in the universe to bring about peace with Him. Because Ultimately, Christmas reminds us that we're in the middle of a spiritual war where sin has ravaged our world. The devil is afoot to undo every one of us and produce that chirping and that echoing in your soul where you're just like, something is not right inside of me. And something's not right with the world around me. And something's not right between me and my Creator. Between me and my Maker. And that peace, you just have that chirp going on like something is not well in your soul. And enter the glorious news of Christmas that's the greatest news for your greatest joy. Look with me at Luke chapter 2 as we enter in to a word about how we can have peace with God, peace within, and wait for it, peace with one another at Christmas. And how many of us need peace in our souls? How many of us need peace to do a work in our families, in our work spheres of influence in our, in our lives where there's lack of peace. So look with me and marvel afresh at this news. Verse 8, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news 
of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among those with whom He is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And those words might be so familiar to us. Those words might show up on a Christmas card, right? For to you this day was born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. How many of us have probably got a Christmas card this season announcing that very news straight from the angel's mouth to you to remind you Christmas is history and Christmas is God at work to bring peace into your life and reconcile you with Him and create an inner peace within your soul And then that begins to break out in your life and affect the way you live among others. And so as we've seen, like as we've been talking, as we've been kind of marinating on the reality that we can have that sort of incessant beeping going on. That fire alarm in the soul that's just reminding you like something is not quite right. And maybe you're there today. I just want to encourage you with a couple truths as we enter into thinking through what the angels announced at Christmas. So we're going to see a surprising revelation. We're going to see a saving mission. And then we're going to sing a, see a song of peace. So look with me at verse 8 and see a surprising revelation of God to the most unlikely people. A couple of shepherd outcasts. Let's look at that in verse 8. And in the same region, this is the same region where Jesus was born in a, in a manger. This is Bethlehem. This is Judea. In the same region where the shepherds were out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. So I I want you guys to kind of like step into this. Let's imagine it, right? You're in the cool of night, and you're shepherds in the field tending to your sheep, and you're hearing the bleeding of sheep, and, and, and everything's quiet and serene except for the bleeding of that sheep, right? You're doing your thing. And shepherds were like outcasts. Shepherds were kind of like the, 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 the low end of society and people didn't really associate with them. They were kind of dirty, smelly, seen as kind of vagrants. And all of a sudden, the scene changes and an angel comes from heaven and the glory of the Lord shines around him and it's like radiance. Imagine just a brilliant light just coming 
And you could, it's like you can't see it so glorious. And then this angel comes and their response is to be, oh yeah, there's an angel here, right? No, they're freaked out. They're falling on their faces. They're terrified. This is like nothing you this is like nothing you've ever heard of. An angel announcing the birth of a king who was to come rescue the world. There's no greater news, but I want you guys to think about this. This is surprising because who would have thought that this news would first come to a couple of outcast shepherds in the middle of nowhere. They're nobodies. They don't come to the religious leaders of Israel. They don't come to the people that you would have expected. They come to outcasts. So there's a lesson in that for us. There's a lesson that God cares about those who are far off. God cares about those who are nobodies. Maybe you're like, I'm a nobody. Or maybe you're in here today and you feel like, I'm just kind of different. I'm weird. I'm not like, I'm just not the average Joe. God cares about you. Maybe you're in here today and you feel like there's just something that has, I feel like I've never been noticed. I feel like, like, like I'm not popular. I feel like I'm not good looking. I feel like there's just not some, there's just something that, that I'm, I'm not being noticed. And you need to know that God brought the news about King Jesus, the news of salvation to a couple of vagrant shepherds stinking in a field in the middle of the night as they kept watch over sheep. And God brings the greatest news in all the world to them. And you need to know God cares about you. God cares enough about you to give you that revelation today to remind you that Christmas just isn't about something that happened 2,000 years ago that mattered back then. Or it's like, oh, this is like the Bible times and it's like, Yay, this is great. Bible, Bible, Bible. But this is reality. This is for you. This is truth. This is the Spirit of God speaking to you today. Saying, for unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who can save you. And the shepherds rightly are afraid as the brilliant light surrounds them, as the angel comes down, and as the glory of God manifests there right in front of them, they're startled and they're struck. Because when you are faced with the holiness of God, when you're faced with the greatness of God, when you're faced with the righteousness of God, you experience a sense in which you have none of that. And all of the, all of the, the impurities rise to the surface. It's kind of like uh, one of the reasons why we purify metal, right? And you boil it or, or you, 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 you put it under the flame and all of the impurities just get purified out of it and all that dross comes out. Or when you're at the jewelers and they, they want to show you the clarity of the diamond, they put a black felt behind it. They're trying to hide the, the, the lack of clarity there when they do that. 
But if you were to see it and hold it up to the light, you begin to see the brilliance of it and what shines through. And you're going to know if you got the real deal or you got something full of flaws. We need to know that next to the holiness of God, we are going to experience a sense of fear and awe and terror. But that's not where the story leaves us. These shepherds are nobodies who realize and tremble before the revelation of an angel who's going to declare good news. And some of you maybe have an idea like Christianity is just a bummer. You're always talking about sin all the time. No, we're talking about a savior. We're talking about good news breaking into the world for the joy of all peoples who will believe. The Bishop J.C. Ryle once made an observation about the announcement of Jesus' birth. He said, the birth of a king's son is generally made on an occasion of public reveling and rejoicing, but the announcement of the birth of the prince of peace was made privately at midnight and without anything of the worldly pomp and ostentation. And that's like a fancy British way of saying, like, Jesus didn't come like as a diva in a fashion show, sort of doing his thing and just like, no, this angel was announcing King Jesus in the most quiet, sort of humble way that we, we wouldn't imagine it. You'd imagine it being like trumpeted and, and shouted all over the world, but it comes quietly. But marvel at the fact that we are sitting here today talking about Jesus from an announcement that came long ago to a couple of shepherds about a baby who would be born to change history. That's the glory of Christmas. That's the beauty of Christmas. It's like, people get ready, Jesus is coming. And He's going to change everything. He's going to reverse the effects of the curse. As far as the curse is found, He can reverse it all. And we're living in an age of pandemic. We're living in an age of political turmoil. We're living in an age of fear. So many of us are paralyzed by fear today. You may have come in with fear today, paralyzed and feeling like you've got no hope. And you need to hear the words of the angel reminding you that there is good news coming. And that's the second thing we see, the saving mission of the divine king. This is a saving mission. Look at verse 10. Look at this good news that's heralded by the angel. And the angel said to them, fear not. So the first thing God tells these shepherds who are afraid, and the first thing he tells you is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this is going to be the sign for you. You're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. So we see, like, look, 
the, the first thing we see is this good news, and it's for the joy of what? For all peoples. And sometimes we can forget that the gospel is for you. And the gospel's for the real you, not the cleaned up version of you, not the cleaned up version you show people. It's for the real you deep down in your heart. It's for you in all of your mess. It's for you in all of your sin. It's for you in all of your fear. It's for you in all your discouragement. It's for you in all your despair. It's for you in the brokenness in your family. It's for you in the brokenness in your soul. It's for you in the brokenness of the world we live in. And one thing is certain, when you look around, you realize very quickly we're living in a fallen world where things go wrong, where things don't go right. And this is good news of great joy that will be for all people. And it's good news for a world filled with bad news and for maybe a human heart that is filled with utter discouragement and the chirp of discontentment ringing in your hearts. God's got good news to declare to you because something special happened. Listen to J.C. Rao one more time. He says, The spiritual darkness which had covered the earth for 4,000 years was about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and peace with God was about to be thrown open to all of mankind. The head of Satan was about to be crushed. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. And the mighty truth was to be proclaimed that God could be the just and yet for Christ's sake justify the ungodly. Salvation was no longer to be seen through types and figures but openly face-to-face -face as we encounter Jesus, God with us in the flesh. God came down and became one of us so that He could live a perfect life like none of us could ever live. And then He could go to a cross and die in our place and bear the just wrath of God for sins, be buried and come out of the tomb to bring life to anybody who will believe, to bring peace to anybody who will believe. So you got the chirping going on in your soul. This son can make the chirping go away. This son can make all that is wrong in our lives right. That's what it means to be declared right before God by faith in Jesus. All is well in our souls. This is good news for all the peoples. And notice it says in verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This Savior actually saves. This Savior actually accomplishes His mission. This Savior actually went to the cross to deal with our problems. And you're coming in here and you're like, I've got problems. And if I'm honest, not all of my problems I, I'm able to resolve on my own. 
How many, how many of us in here realize like we need desperate help to deal with our problems? And God announces at Christmas, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is what? Christ. He's a king. Christ means anointed one. Christ means one anointed with the Spirit of God as King. And this is the King who would come in the line of David who was promised from of old to come deal with our needs and raise up a kingdom of peace. We talked about last week that we're longing for this kind of peace in the world around us. And this King comes to bring true peace and forever peace because He's a forever King. He will not die. He will remain a King forever who brings a forever peace. So listen. Look. Marvel. Don't be afraid, but rejoice over the news. Mary heard the words of an angel say to her, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And the whole of redemptive history is moving towards this point where God is going to bring Jesus into the world and the Apostle Paul can later say this saying is trustworthy and deserving of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners among whom, whom I am the foremost. And maybe you're in here today and you feel like, Paul, nobody's blown it as badly as I have. Paul used to persecute Christians and kill them and hunt them down and throw them into prison. And he gets saved. And you talk about a lot of issues and baggage that he was going to have to let loose of. Jesus came and just made his heart right, opened his eyes. He was hostile to Christianity. He thought Jesus was ridiculous. He thought Jesus was an enemy. And Jesus opens his eyes, flips his, his life upside down, brings peace into his soul, reorders his life, and gives him the kind of joy that says, I'm a chief of sinner, but I know this, that this saying is trustworthy and true, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I'm one of them. And you're talking like you have a pastor who is no stranger to being the chief of sinners. So I, I, I hated Christians at one point. Many of you know my story. I was pursuing drugs, alcohol, party life, living for myself, living in sin. And God broke into my life. I used to make fun of Christians. I used to think Christians were ridiculous. I thought you had to be dumb or ugly to be a Christian, or maybe both. And then God got a hold of my heart, opened my eyes, and these words that we're reading today, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And one day God opened my eyes and sent a Christian to share with me that Jesus Christ is 
Lord. He is God. He has a claim over your life. And you've been running from God in your sins. And I was struck to the heart that I could actually be saved. And cried out. And God rescued me. And I actually believed this news. Like the shepherds. Like I felt like I was an outcast. And God came into my life. For unto us a son was given, unto us a child was born, and you shall call his name Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. This is a glorious king, and there's nobody like him. He is a savior, he is Christ, and he is the Lord of all. So fear not. I'm bringing good news today. We're talking about good news at Christmas. When you unwrap the present of Christmas by faith, it's good news for bad people. It's good news for corrupt people. It's good news for broken people. It's good news for discouraged people. It's good news for people despairing. It's good news for people who've got issues. Because this prince can bring peace into the core of who you are and reorder your life so that you experience right standing before the maker of the universe and that flows into your relationships with one another because we were all made in the image of God. Everybody in here is made in the image of God. There's something beautiful, something precious, but because of sin, there's also something broken. And only King Jesus makes it right. Which brings us to our last point. Salvation from God brings peace with God. And look at it right here in the song of the angels. It would be like, we got to imagine like, there's an angel telling this news that I've been sharing with you to these shepherds. And then all of a sudden, all around him, there appears an army of heavenly hosts that begin to echo the truths of what he laid out, like confirmation, like, hey, we're going to have, God's going to have like an all, he's going to muster all the angels in heaven to just say, yes, this is real. What you all are experiencing, this is real. And I want to confirm it right now by telling you this great news from the mouth of a multitude of angels. And suddenly, verse 13, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Imagine if a stadium full of people, you know, Bat Stadium is full of people hearing this news. Imagine if it was full of angels declaring it, echoing and thundering forth the news. Glory to God in the highest. And that means like glory in, to God in the highest possible form of glory. Give all your praise, all your thunderous applause to the glory of God because He is bringing peace to those with whom God is pleased. That's an interesting way to put it because sometimes we just think it's automatic but how does one come to please God 
Many religions, it's all about what you do to try to save yourself. It's all about self-effort. You got to go get some, go, go get a, 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 a therapist to, to work that out. Or do the eightfold, you know, path of Buddhism to try to work some peace into your life. But this news is about what God has done for you. And the only thing that we're called to do is receive it by faith. Hebrews 11 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So without faith, it's impossible to have peace with God. Without faith, it's impossible to have true, lasting peace in your heart. Without faith, it's impossible really to have restored, reconciled relationships that last in your life. Because listen, if you don't have a God who went to the cross for you, that forgave you of your sins, then you're not going to have the grounds to be able to forgive other people even when they've terribly wronged you. Because if you've been forgiven much, because if you've been forgiven all of your junk, and I've been forgiven all of my stuff, then I'm able to see that and go, I can forgive this thing. And maybe you're holding on to a thing. Maybe you're holding on to something that's causing unrest. Maybe you're holding on to something that's causing deep distress in your hearts. Maybe you're holding on to something that has twisted your soul into a pretzel and you don't know what to do. And Christmas is about what God has done to make things right in your soul, to make things right in your very heart, and to make things right even in your relationships. Look at this. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 says this about the peace we can have with God. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through Him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So you want to have peace with God? Put your trust in God's Son who He sent at Christmas to be a Savior who is Christ and Lord. He's the King who's better than any other King that ever existed or ever will exist. And He is the one who's in control of all of creation. He's very God. He's God in the flesh at Christmas. So God didn't just leave it up to humanity to save themselves. He said, I will wrap myself in humanity and come down and do it for them. And I'll go all the way to a cross. And you can bury me in the grave, but guess what? I'm going to break out of the tomb because the only one who has the, the kind of news that brings life beyond the grave is the one who's the prince of life. The one who's conquered death and conquered sin's sting. The one who can actually deal with the things you're most afraid of. Which is probably your own brokenness and death itself. 
This king defeated death in victory and rose out of the grave. This king can deal with your darkness. This king can shine a ray of light and hope into your soul and give you the kind of peace that will rescue you forever. This is a never-ending peace. And sure, we can enter into deeper levels as Christians. So I'm not being simplistic here. We can enter into deeper awareness. We can come before the throne of grace and receive more peace. What did we learn in the book of Philippians? But be anxious for nothing and pray about everything and the God of peace will be with you. So at Christmas, we have a promise that the Prince of Peace can bring peace with God as we trust Him. Can bring peace in your hearts as you come to Him in dependent prayer. And then, He can bring reconciliation and peace in your relationships in the most hardest, difficult situations that you feel totally hopeless about. And you need to know that this Prince of Peace can actually bring peace at that level in ways that you never imagined. So where are you today? Where are you at? What's going on with the chirping in our souls? Where do you need peace most? Perhaps it's all three, but I'll tell you this. If you don't have peace with God, you will never experience peace from God. And you surely will not experience the peace that reconciles men because of what God has done in Christ. So first, we have to receive the gift of Christmas. We have to receive the message of Christmas. We have to receive peace with God because the Bible says we're enemies of God in our sin. We've been running in rebellion and Christmas is His announcement that I can make you right even though you're far off, even though you're an outcast, even though you've struggled, even though you're in despair, you come to Jesus with the real you, not the pretend cleaned up you, but the real you with real problems and real pain and real suffering and real sin and He will bring a real salvation for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's history at Christmas. That's good news at Christmas. And that's for you if you will receive. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these glorious realities. We thank you that Christmas is surprising news. We thank you that it's news about a saving mission. And we thank you, Lord God, that it's news that brings peace with you. And I just pray, Lord, wherever we're at, I pray that, that, that all, of the, all of the pretending that may have gone on in our hearts, maybe we've, maybe we've just come in here and and we've, we've tried to make it just seem like everything's okay when it's not okay. And the Spirit of the Lord has come upon us in a way that's just freshly stabbed us awake to the fact that we need peace with God. We need peace with You. And so, Father, if there's some in here like that, I just pray that You would minister to their heart that they would be encouraged right now that they can believe this news, that they can say, 
I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner in need of this rescue. I'm one who lacks the peace of God and the peace with God. And I pray that they would turn to you now. I pray, Spirit of the living God, call call sons and daughters to yourself. Give, Give second birth to some today. And I pray, Father, for those of us who are just experiencing heartache and difficulty and we're believers, but we've just struggled to experience the peace we need so desperately because we've forgotten how good Jesus is and what great news He brings into the world and what great news He can bring into our hearts and how He can reconcile us even with our fellow men, even with our family members, even with our fellow church members, and even with our coworkers. Lord, wherever there's estrangement, we pray, oh God, I pray You would bring peace. And as we're here, Lord, I just pray that you would meet with us in this silence now as I have the worship team come up. That you would meet with us right here. And those of us in here that just, we need peace with God. We need the peace of God. And we need peace in our relationships. Maybe if that's you as we're, as we're just praying, would you just raise your hand and I'd love to pray for you. If you're there and you just need peace, I just want to pray for you. I see that hand. If that's you, if, if you're there, you're just in the thick of it. You know something's just not right. Your, your heart's twisted and discouraged. You need forgiveness. You need redemption. Or maybe you just need reconciliation. Just just raise your hand up in the air and I'd love to pray for you right now. Father God, I just want to pray for these that, that you have been calling right now through this message, through this word. You know exactly where they need encouragement. You know exactly the medicine they need in their soul and the gospel brings it. So I pray, Father, that you would bring a life-giving work into their heart. I pray that you would bring that reconciliation, that you would bring that peace, that you would bring that encouragement, that you would bring that Spirit of Christ to lavish on them powerfully. Apply this good, glorious news into their lives afresh. And Lord, I pray that we would drink in peace with God at Christmas. Peace in our souls and peace with each other. So Lord, work that in our hearts. And I pray, Lord, for those that did raise their hand or even if they're raising in their soul right now, they're just hearing the church. God, that they would just say, Lord, please come into my life. Please rescue me and help me. I believe. Help my unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.